Good morning, St. Mark. If you're wondering where I am today, I'm at Holy Cross in the second of four times that I'm going to be here this year, sharing with them St. Mark's love for them, uh, encouraging our partnership, and, and sharing with them a message about Jesus' love. Today, if you haven't been here, we're continuing on in this series that we've been doing on when things don't go according to plan. And today we're going to take a look at another aspect of that, which is this whole area of stress in our lives. And especially with the coronavirus and everything going on that's just crazy right now, people are experiencing even more stress than normal. It was interesting, though, there was a cover article in Parade Magazine just a few years ago that was called Stress Busters. And I love that title, but it read this way. Stress is taking a terrible toll in the nation's health and economy today. 83% of U.S. workers suffer from work-related stress. More than 68% of all visits to physicians are for stress-related disorders. Think about that. Two out of three doctors visits because of stress. Stress causes one million workers to miss work every single day. Job stress costs American industry more than $300 billion a year in absenteeism, in lost productivity, and in accidents. Only 43% of U.S. employees think that their employers actually care about their work-life balance, which is crazy. Every week, 112 million people take medication for stress-related symptoms. And finally, work-related stress causes 120,000 deaths and results in $190 billion in healthcare costs every single year. All that to say is that we're living in a pretty stressful world today. So maybe I should stop at this point and just ask you, how are you doing with the stress thing? Probably not very well, but if you're not sure, it's okay. I found a quiz. And this quiz will tell you how well you personally understand the stress in your life. See if you can complete any one of these sentences. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm just a bundle of nerves. My life has fallen apart. I'm at my wit's end. I'm about to come unglued. I feel like resigning from the human race. See, if you got any one of those rights, you're pretty much a pro at stress in our world today. And in the Phoenix area, just so you know, it's one of the capitals of stress in America today. And it's truly amazing what people will try to do to deal with this whole area of stress. Therapy, fads, diets, even cults, you name it. Someone you know has probably tried it. But the Bible, it's just so different. It has a different way of dealing with stress than our world does. In fact, in John 14, 27, Jesus said this, I leave my peace with you. Peace. I, I give you my own peace, and my gift is nothing like this peace of this world. So don't be distressed. That's another word for stress. And don't be daunted. So Jesus actually says a couple of pretty important things here. First, he says that peace is a gift. God's peace is actual, uh, actually a gift to us. And, and peace of mind is not something that you work for then. It's not something you earn. It's not something you buy. It's not something you learn. It's not something you search for. It's just a gift. And God's peace of mind is so different from the world's. In the first place, it's not fragile like the world is, right? In fact, did you know, I found this interesting, that in the last 3,500 years, 3,500 years, we've only had 286 years of peace during that time. You know, actual peace where there's no wars, no conflicts going on. In other words, we just don't have much peace in this world. But human peace has always been based on circumstances. If everything's okay, then I'm at peace, right? But if everything is chaos, then I'm not at peace. But the Bible says something very different. It says that peace is an internal thing. So today I want us to take a look at how can we actually be at peace in the midst of chaos? How can I be strong under stress? God actually gives us some things this morning to think about, actually prescriptions to this very thing. 
One of the first things that God says is receive my pardon. Receive God's pardon. In Romans 5, 1, it says, Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the deal. You are made to live in harmony with God. And, and when you're out of harmony with God, it causes stress. And I'll tell you, right there is the greatest source of stress in your life today. Because when you're out of harmony with God, nothing else clicks. In fact, it's like God has created this God-shaped vacuum in our hearts. And, and when that's not being filled by Him, right, we get lost. We, we get nervous. We get stressed. We get anxiety-ridden because we're trying to figure out everything by ourselves. And we know something's missing. We're just not sure what. But when that vertical and the horizontal are out of order, our life's a mess. So the Bible says to experience peace, you need to first receive God's pardon, His forgiveness. Because the number one source of stress today in our world, psychologists tell us, is guilt. Why? Well, think about it. Is anybody here perfect? I know you guys are pretty close, but the answer is still no. And so we all make mistakes, and I don't live up to my own standards, much less God's or yours, and neither do you. And because we all make mistakes, we all feel guilty at times. And that, my friends, causes a ton of stress in our lives. So the Bible first and foremost says we need to receive God's pardon in Jesus Christ. How? Well, it tells us. It says we are justified through faith in Jesus. Now, what does that word mean? I think kind of a cool way to think about it is this. Justified means just as if I'd never sinned. It's there where God wipes the slate clean, where he washes down the whiteboard, right? WD-40, by the way, works really good at that. I found that out the other day. But, but God is greater than WD-40 in that he can clean our lives and our souls. And so even if there was no such thing as heaven, and there is, but even if there wasn't, I'd become a Christian just to have a clear conscience, just so that I could sleep at night because guilt causes stress. But the problem today is that Way too often, even Christians who know that they're forgiven in their head, they just don't feel forgiven. Even Christians who know they're forgiven don't receive it. So again, solution number one is that we need to receive God's pardon. Dr. Wesley Weatherhead once said, The forgiveness of God is the most powerful therapeutic idea in the world. And if a person can really believe that God has forgiven him or her, he or she can be saved from neuroticism. I just add to that hell and frustration and anxiety. Micah 7.18 says, Who is a God like you who pardons our sins and forgives? I mean, who does that? You delight to show mercy. God is just sharing here that he is actually eager to clean our slate. He wants to. He's willing to. He's ready to clear your consciences. Because again, there is no peace of mind without a clear conscience. The word pardon means to release from punishment. It means to be forgiven. I read recently about a man who committed a crime like 30 years ago, and he kept it a complete secret. Finally, he confessed it, and he made restitution just recently, and he said this, I was living in a personal hell for 30 years. We could stop with that and just think about the fact that God says, I want you to have blanket coverage, right? Total forgiveness for everything that you've ever done wrong. Do you think that would be, give a little bit of peace of mind in your life? Absolutely it would. So settle this issue. God wants to forgive you. He wants to wipe your slate clean. He wants to forgive you of all your past. He wants to give you 
that forgiveness over and over and over and give you a do-over in life. And if we allow Jesus to do that for us, it allows us in a wonderful way to get rid of the guilt from the past and all the stress that seems to go along with it. There's another thing in Scripture that God gives us, and it's this. It says, recognize my presence, he says. Recognize God's presence. In Romans 8, 6, it just says, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It is determined by what you focus on. And so what I want you to learn today is this, to make your first response to every crisis, Lord, I realize that you're here with me. If you'll do that, your stress level will reduce significantly. Because the reality is, is that you're not facing anything by yourself. God's promise is that he is with you. In Psalm 46, 1 and 10, it says, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And he says, be still and know that I am God. I love that verse. Be still and know that I am God. Now, the background of this verse is pretty interesting, too. There was over 180,000 enemy troops that had surrounded the city of Jerusalem. All the people of Israel in Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. And they were about to destroy the city. The Israelites were getting uptight. They were getting freaked out. They were getting stressed. And God just says, Relax. I'm still in control. Five minutes before they were about to attack the city, God caused a plague to come down and to decimate the enemy, and the city of Jerusalem was saved. God says to us again, he says, don't worry, I'm your ever-present help. I'm always present. You need to recognize my presence because I love you and I've got you in your mind. Notice again, it says, be still and know. In Hebrew, it says be still. It means just to let go or to ease up, right? Pascal once said, all of man's problems come from this inability to sit still. And it's true, I think. The more hurried you get, the more worried you get. In fact, if there is anything I could do for you this week, it would be to get you to establish a regular daily time where you and God just kind of hang out, sit still, and you focus anew on His promises. But unfortunately for most of us, we're just so busy that we couldn't hear God speak to us if we wanted to. So the first thing that we've got to learn is just to be still, to be with Him. And then God says this, and know. And the word know in Greek is the word that means the most intimate kind of knowledge. And so it's not just knowing about, right? There's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. You can know a lot about God, Satan sure does, but you can know the facts, you can know the history, but, but God says He wants you to know Him, really know Him personally. He wants to have a relationship with you. And in that knowing is where ultimately the comfort comes from. So God says, be still and know that I'm here. Then he goes on to this last one, which is pretty important, and it's this. I must trust God's plan, right? I must trust God when I don't understand why things are happening to me the way they are in this life. Even when it doesn't make sense, he calls me to trust in him. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. There are a couple of verbs in this in these sentences that I just want you to note, though, real quick. Trust is one of them, and the verb don't learn, lean is the other one. First, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that just means depend on him. When? When it doesn't make any sense. Why did I get fired, God? I don't know. Trust in me, he says. Trust in the Lord even when everything's outside of your control, because it's not outside his control. And then the other verb is don't lean. Don't lean on your own understanding. This is one of the number one reasons why even Christians don't have peace of mind today. You're trying to figure everything out by yourself. 
But the fact is, life is, is that many, if not all of the things in life, you're just never going to figure out. There are some things you're just going to ask questions that are not going to be answered. And the most common, natural, normal reaction to an illness or a crisis or a loss or a death of someone that we love is, why? What do you do with the whys of life? And the thing is, if we can just take a step back just for a second, is that God does not promise to explain everything in our lives. And if we take a step back, he doesn't even owe us that explanation. He's God and we're not. And if you understood it all, you would be God. But the neat thing is that you don't have to understand it all. But you do have to trust him. And the testimony that I've heard from people over and over and over and over is that in the middle of the crisis, in the middle of the situation, in the middle of the loss, when I finally stopped trying to figure it all out and just started trusting, the peace of mind flooded my heart. Again, God is way more interested in comforting you than he is in explaining everything to you. Some things you're just never going to figure out on this side of heaven. That's why he says, lean not on your own understanding. And one of the things that I'm slowly learning, let me emphasize that slowly, because I'm kind of a headstrong in a lot of ways, and I'm a certainly a control enthusiast, but one of the things I'm learning is that I don't have to figure out all the whys and the hows or the when God is going to do what he's going to do in order to have peace. I can just have peace about it because I trust him. Jesus once said it like this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust in me. You see, that's the antidote to all the stress that we're feeling. It's not about perfect circumstances, but it's about a person. And that person's name is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And the reality is, is you'll never have ultimate peace in your life until the Prince of Peace becomes the resident president of your life. And when the Prince of Peace becomes the president in your life, it flows out into your lifestyle, and you just don't experience stress at the same level anymore. Why? Because maybe you realize for the first time that he's still actually in control. I think often in the middle of a, a storm, there's a, a center that is super quiet. I love that imagery. While everything else is blowing apart, there's that quiet center. And God says that we can have that kind of peace in the middle of our storms that it's available. But it starts by praying, God, I want to start recognizing your presence on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis. I'm not in this by myself, that you are with me every step of the way. I want to learn to also to obey your principles. I want to get into your word. I want to spend time with you every single day, just being quiet and hearing from your promises. I want to trust your plan, especially when I don't understand what's happening. And I'm going to try, Lord. Well, I'm going to actually try to quit trying to figure out why everything else is happening in my life. I'm going to try more and more just to start trusting in you and not leaning so much on my own understanding. And then I'm going to ask for your provision when I have a need instead of freaking out, instead of panicking. And I'm going to pray. So as I do that, Lord, I pray for your peace. And my friends, my promise to you is that as you pray, he will come and he will forgive and he will renew and he will grant you his amazing peace. For this idea of peace, man, it always comes from trusting our Savior. So go in that peace today. Let me pray. God, we love you so much and we thank you for Jesus and we thank you for just the reminder today that you've got things. Father, in the midst of the craziness of what's going on now with the coronavirus, in the midst of the craziness of the election, and every time we turn on the news, and 
in the midst of the craziness even of our lives. We need these reminders today that you got us, that you love us, that we're yours. We need the reminders that you're walking every step of the way with us. We need the reminders that we are forgiven and loved by you. And we need to be reminded that we can trust you. Father, fill us with those promises today. Fill us with those words from your word. And give us peace. And we pray that today in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen.